Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Diwali, the Festival of Lights, is a vibrant and colorful celebration that marks the victory of light over darkness and good over evil. We invite you to celebrate Diwali with a drive through two and a half miles of sparkling lights at the Bull Run Festival of Lights in Centerville, Virginia. The Bull Run Festival of Lights is open November 10th through January 7th. Save time and money by purchasing a ticket online at bullrunfestivaloflights.com. That's bullrunfestivaloflights.com. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. By your spirit, God, we need to hear a word from you. We pray that this word would answer prayers. We pray that this word would give clarity. We pray that this word would give direction. And we are open and we are expecting in the name of Jesus. If you're expecting, let your expectation be reflected in your sound. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. If you're expecting, let your expectation be reflected. In your sound. Come on, somebody say, and I am expecting. Say it again. Say, and I am expecting. Let's go to work. Grab a seat. So this new series this month is called Summer School. Everybody say Summer School. So watch me. Summer School, as I've taught you already, is this. There are courses that happen during summer vacations for remedial purposes. And the word remedial isn't something negative. In fact, the word remedial literally comes from the word remedy, which means to cure, which means God's going to use this month of July to remedy some things in you. He's going to use this month of July to cure some things in you. What does that mean? That whatever it was, that's not what it's going to be by the time you get to the end of July. Whatever plagued you, whatever bothered you, whatever aggravated you at the top of this month, it's not going to be an issue for you by the time you get to the end of this month. I wish you'd open up your mouth and say, there's about to be a cure. There. He's about to cure your fear. He's about to cure your anxiety. He's about to cure your depression. He's about to cure your low self-esteem. Whatever issues you've got, if you know you got some issues, you need God to cure. I need you to open up your mouth and say, I'm ready for the cure. But then secondly, summer school is for professional and personal advancement, which means while many people are retreating during summer break, you will actually be advancing. While other people are pulling back, you're actually about to take off. And for several of you, the first half, God had you in a holding pattern. For the first half, God had you circling some things over and over again. But in this second half, you're about to watch me. You're about to make it to your destination. In this second half, you're about to see great results. In this second half, you're about to see it manifest for you. Would you make sure you're next to a faith person? Would you just fist bump them or elbow them or tap them and just tell them, say, this second half is what you've been waiting for. I 
You're about to possess what you prayed for. You're about to walk in what you worship for. You're about to drive what you had to. I wish you'd open your mouth and say, I'm ready for my second half. Come on here. Say it again. I'm ready for my second half. So why are we doing this series? Because it is going to eliminate unnecessary destruction in your life. Why? Because Hosea 6 says this, or 4 and 6 says this. My people, this is God speaking, so he's talking about his own people. And one of the worst things to do is to name the name of God, watch me, but not have the fruit that naming that name produces. And for you, I don't care what your life has been up to this point, you are about to produce fruit in this second half that rivals anything you've ever done in any time period of your life. What if I told you these next six months, we're going to do more for you than every other previous year of your life. Wednesday, I'm not playing with you. I said, what if I told you these next six months, we're going to produce more for you than your teens, than your 20s, than your 30s, than your 40s, than your 50s. Th Come on, open up your mouth say, these next six months. So what does the Bible say? My people are destroyed for a lack of what? Knowledge. In other words, God said, it's not because of the devil. It's not because of the enemy. It's not because of your mom and them. It's not because of your cousin and them. It's because of a lack of knowledge. Pay attention. Which means you, we don't just go through anything. We grow through something. I'm so glad that you didn't handle the same thing that somebody you knew the same way that they handled it. I'm so glad that when you went through hell, you grew through hell. I'm so glad when you went through depression, you grew through depression. I'm so glad... That when you went through a, a negative relationship, you didn't just go through it, you grew through it. Is there anybody in the building besides me? Well, you did not just go through something, but that you grew through something. You grew through being laid off. You grew through bankruptcy. You grew through challenges. You grew through issues. Come on, open up your mouth and say, I grew through it. I he says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge of my law where I reveal my will. And what have I taught you? That his word reveals his will and himself. I never have to be curious about what God's will is for my life because his will is revealed in his word. And not only is his will revealed, which is what he desires, but he's also revealed through his word. Say his will and himself is revealed through his word. Which means, watch me, whenever the enemy wants you confused on his will, you're going to feel difficulty receiving the word. Whenever the enemy wants you far from God, you're going to have difficulty receiving the word. Which means this has to be your daily practice. Not just Sundays, not just Wednesdays, but this is why we have the podcast. This is why we have the replays. This is why we have the pop-ups. This is why we have all of these resources that are made available to you. Why? So that there's never a day that goes by where you cannot get the word. It's the word that's going to make the difference in your life. It's the word that's going to heal your body. It's the word that's going to change your family. It's the word that's going to change your finances. It's the word that's going to change your life. I wish you look at somebody and say, you need the word. You need Tell them, say, you need the word. You need the word. Why? You don't just need somebody's opinion. You don't just need some social media person's what they think is the issue. You need God's word to come in and change your situation. In the beginning was the word and the word was God. And the word became flesh and it dwelt among us. His word reveals his will and himself. Which means whenever I need to get out of something, I get to the word. Whenever I need to get better, I get to the word. Whenever I need my situation to change, I get to the word. You ready? Whenever I don't want my situation to go bad, I get to the word. Whenever I don't want to experience something crazy, I give to the word. I pray that in this second half, God give you a hunger for his word. 
like you've never had before. Jesus Christ. I pray that God will give you a hunger for his word like you've never experienced before. Open up your mouth and say, Lord, give me a hunger for your word. Let's go. It says, because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being my priest. What does this mean? We reject knowledge when we don't alter our routine to gain knowledge. See, I don't know about you. I don't play when it comes to Mission Church. Why? Because I refuse to miss out on some knowledge that I need. I don't pray when it comes to Mission Prayer. Why? I refuse to miss out on some knowledge that I need. And I pray you have that same tenacity about you. When people say, well, no, you just got to miss one day. Oh, no, boo, I don't miss. Why? Because I have a tenacity about me. I have a consistency about me. And because of technology, I never have to miss because no matter where I'm at in the world, as long as I got an internet connection, I can get the word 24-7 all day, every day. I need the word like a fish need water. I need the word like Hagani does. I need the word like Ben need Jerry. I need the word like white bread needs some whipped butter. I need the word. Somebody say, I need the word. I he said, you have rejected knowledge, so I will also reject you from being my priest. We reject this knowledge when we do not alter our routine to gain knowledge. Question, do you only go to the word when it's convenient, or do you alter your routine in order to make sure that you can gain knowledge, that you can get the word? Somebody say, Lord, I'll change for you. I'll change for you. You've changed for people. Why wouldn't you change for God? You've changed for a relationship. Why wouldn't you change for God? You've changed to get a job. Why would you not change for God? You've changed to make somebody like you. Why would you not change for God? I need to make sure I'm in the building with some people that won't just change for stuff, won't just change for people, but that will change for God. Look at somebody and say, you got to change for them. You got to change for them. Which means, God, whatever I got to change, I'm open. Whatever I got to do different, I'm open. Whatever has to be different, I'm open to it. Whatever has to be altered, I'm open to it. Whatever I got to alter in my life, I'm open to it. Whatever inconveniences me, but it makes you happy, I'm open to it. It's not my will, but it's your will that has to be done. Somebody say, I'm open and I'm ready. I so watch me. Look at what he says. He says, since you have forgotten the law, and for you and I, this means the word of your God, I will also forget your children. What does this mean? That whatever you produce will be plagued. This isn't just your natural children. Pay attention. This is anything that you produce, which means God says, listen, if, if you start doing good, here's what's crazy about Christians is that many Christians, when they're struggling, they're faithful. When, when, they, when they got relationship issues, they're faithful. When they got money issues, they're faithful. But the moment they began to do well, then all of a sudden, they forget the God that got them there. They forget the word that got them there. You didn't get to where you are because of how smart you are. You didn't get to where you are because of how much knowledge you have. You didn't get to where you are because you got to hook up. Uh, holla if you hear me. You got to where you are because God's word made a way. I need to make sure I'm not in the building or online with some people that think you made a way. You couldn't figure your way out of a wet paper bag. I need to make sure I'm in the building with some people and online with some people that know if it had not been for the Lord that, that was on my side, I would not. Where are the people that can tell your testimony in this building? If it had not been, look at somebody say, if it had not been for the Lord, I don't know where I would be. You would have been strung out. You still would have been with Ike. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. You would have been in a whole house somewhere selling your body. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. If it had not been for the Lord that stepped in and let his grace rewrite your story and let his mercy. Re Come on, tell the Lord, say, thank you, Jesus. Did I tell you? I never double shot you. Come on, say, thank you, Jesus. Watch me. He says, since you have forgotten the Lord your God, I will also forget your children. 
which means whatever you produce will be plagued. And I pray that in this second half that you don't produce plague. I pray that in this second half you don't produce things that have issues. I pray that in this second half you don't watch me produce a relationship but now you can't stand them. Let's talk. That in this second half, you don't get money, but you have to go through hell to get it. I pray that in this second half, you don't get a job, but you hate it once you get it. I pray that whatever you produce in this second half, that it will not be plagued. I need you to lift one of your hands and say, what I produce will not be plagued. It will not. You will produce the business, but it's not going to be plagued with half-ass employees. Come on here. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I'm not cussing. Deuteronomy 22.10 says, Thou shalt not plow with an ox and an ass together. I pray that whatever you produce in this second half, that it not be plagued with problems, plagued with issues, or plagued with drama and mess. Say, I will not be plagued in the second half. So watch me, verse 7. He says, the more they multiplied and increased in numbers and power. So pay attention. God says they experienced unnecessary destruction because of a lack of knowledge. The lack of knowledge was because they refused to alter their routine to gain knowledge and to get knowledge. So what happened is the more that they multiplied, which means the more they increased in numbers and the more that they increased in power, what happened? The more they sinned against me. In other words, you have to be the type of person where you show God that he can trust you with success and he can trust you with increase by remaining faithful. God, I need you to make this declaration. Say, Lord, lock a faithful heart in me. Lock no, you cannot be the type of person that the moment you get something, all of a sudden you forget the God that gave it to you. To the moment where you're happy, you forget the God that got you happiness. But the moment you got joy, you forget the God that gave you joy. The moment you get something, I pray we not be the type of people that cannot be trusted with success and cannot be trusted with increase. The verse says, the more they increased in number, and the more they increased in power, the verse says, the more that they sinned against him. So God says that he was going to have to change their glory into shame. Now pay attention. Say change. Now, glory means goodness. Glory means array. Glory means splendor. So God says, here's how this happens. He says, if you uh, lack knowledge because you reject knowledge, you reject knowledge because you won't alter your routine. If this is your story, if this is where your life is, then here's what the Bible says. He says, then I'm going to change your glory into shame. But look at me, everybody. Say, it happens over time. Which means, hear me, you may go for years. See, for some of you, you got to stop looking at people who don't serve the Lord and who don't love the Lord and say, well, look, they're doing good for now. And all that is is the harvest of the seeds that they sowed when they were faithful. Y'all not saying nothing. Because the Bible says over time, I'm going to take your glory and what you were shouting about, you're going to be suffering in. Y'all not saying nothing to me Wednesday. What you were giving God glory about, you forgot the God that did it for you. And so your glory will be turned into shame. But I need you to touch somebody close to you and say, but that won't be your story. That Good God Almighty, touch somebody else, please. Tell them, say, that will not be your story. That will not. I need you to find a third person, please, in this building and online. Say, that will not be your story. I... So you were doing good financially, but you forgot the God that made you do good. So you'll do good for a few years, and then all of a sudden, nothing you do will work. Then all of a sudden, none of your business plans work. Then all of a sudden, not so much me, now, now you've got things that are eating away at your money. All of a sudden, the devourer has come and it can't be rebuked anymore. 
Y'all better hear me. Everybody under the sound of my voice, you know people where their glory had to be changed into shame. Wave at me if you're in this building. Wave at me if you're online. The marriage was good, but since they made the, a God out of the marriage, all of a sudden now, what was glorious is shameful. They don't even want to talk about their spouse. Matter of fact, if you bring up their name, they don't even... Mm. They don't want to be bothered with it. They don't want to deal with it. Y'all not going to say nothing. Watch me. They were healthy at one point, but then their glory had to be turned into shame because they did not honor the God. Please hear me Wednesday. This is nothing to play with because we live in a time where people say, well, I don't believe in God. I I don't believe in church. I, I don't believe in organized religion, but you better be careful because it was church and it was God that got you to where you are. And I wish you would act like you got there on your own. Come on, Wednesday, open your mouth, say, God, lock this in me. Jesus. Come on, say it again, say, lock this in me. God says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And I pray that your glory would not have to be turned into shame. I pray that he would not. You ready? Because, watch me, glory is in front of people and so is shame. You missed it. Glory is in front of people and so is shame. And I pray that in this second half, God would not have to, you ready? Not have to allow you to be ashamed because you wouldn't give him glory. So he had to take yours. Everybody in this building and online with no music. I'm going to count to three. And I just want you to give God the best glory. What is that? The best praise that you can possibly give him. I want you to think back on every time he saved you. Think back on every disease you should have but don't have. Think back on every time he made a way out of nowhere. I want you to think back on how he got you out of every bad relationship. I want you to think back on how you were at the club, should have died, but God made the bullet miss you. And when I count to three, I need you to release your greatest praise. One, two, three, go, go, go. Hey! Hey! And we give you glory. And we give you glory. Come on, you two. Come on, Facebook. Come on, app. Come on, website. Come on, tell a wizard. Say, God, I give you glory. <clears throat> say it again. Say, God, I give you glory. Grab a seat. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. So Sunday's message was called The Omni God. So this whole series is about making sure he does not have to change your glory into shame. This whole series is about making sure you don't have to go through unnecessary hell. This whole series is about making sure you don't have unnecessary drama. Look, the Bible says life is already going to come with some mess. I got to make sure I ain't add mess to the mess that's already on the schedule. Life already going to have some crazy people. I don't want to invite no new crazies. Y'all ain't said that to be. I pray that in this second half, you don't invite new crazies in. It's already some crazies on the schedule, right? So watch me, watch me. So on Sunday, I taught you the four omnis that God is. Number one, he's omnipotent because this whole series is about making sure that you alleviate unnecessary destruction. So number one, he's omnipotent. He has unlimited power. So there's nothing too hard for God. Why is this important to know? Because you will be trying to figure out what only God can do because he's omnipotent. There are certain situations, God, you ready for this? There are certain things God will say, look, I'm going to put you in a situation where if I don't do it, it won't get done. There's this lady that has this song. It's kind of old school churchy song. And uh, she got on a big uh, 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 teal dress, old school, you know, old school church dress. And the song says, if God don't do it, it won't get done. Everybody look at me. Everybody in here, you got some situations in your life where God says, I have left the situation where if I don't do it, 
it's not going to get done. Wave at me if I'm talking to you in this building or online. And here's the deal. It may not even be that big of a deal, but it's a big deal to you. And God says, if I don't do it, it won't get done. And Jeremiah says, behold, I'm the God of all flesh. Is there anything that's too hard for me? I need you to make this declaration. Say, there's nothing too hard for my God. Number two, he's omniscient, which means he has infinite knowledge, which means God knows everything that there is to know about everything. Here's what I love about him is that God has never caught off guard because he knew what was going to happen. He knew Judas was going to betray him, which is why he never spent time with him. For some of you in the second half, you're about to see why certain things didn't work in the first half. There's some people that you wanted to connect with you can never connect with. And God said, I don't want you connecting with that mark because that mark ain't about nothing. I don't want you pouring into them. I don't want you investing into them. I don't want you speaking into them. I don't want you meeting with them. I don't want you talking to them because they have nothing to do with your future. Come on, open your mouth and say, God knows everything about everything. You know. He even knew you were going to mess up, which is why he wrote into your life the ability for you to bounce back after your biggest mess up, after your biggest screw up. Is there anybody in the building besides me where you've not done everything right all the time? Can I tell you? God says, I knew you weren't going to do it right, and I wrote your bounce back into your story. Would you elbow somebody and say, it's time to bounce back, time to bounce Yesterday you took an L, but it's time to bounce back. Listen, number three. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere at the same time, which means God can be in your life and my life and everybody else's life all at the same time. Say, at the same time. He can be in Denver and Atlanta at the same time, which means God is not landlocked. You ready? So here's the power of our God, that I can release a prayer from this stage and send it around the world. And because he's not landlocked, he can move in somebody's life that's watching me on one of these cameras as if they were standing in this building with me. So watch me. Watch the power of our omnipresent God. God is about to give you sudden, fast, forward movement in this second half. Things are going to happen quickly for you. I need you to lift your hands, open up your mouth like you're about to move quickly in this second half. He's everywhere at the same time. He's in my future getting it ready for me. He's in my July getting it ready for me. He's in my August getting it ready for me. He's in my September getting it ready for me. He's in my October, November, December. Come on, say he's everywhere at the same time. Number three, he's omni, or number four, rather, he's omni-active. This is the one most people have never heard. Most people have heard omnipresent. Most people have heard omniscient. Most people have heard omnipotent. Potent, power, shient, knowledge, present, everywhere, active. Which means God can do everything at all times. Which means God is never overwhelmed. Sometimes you act like your God. I ain't going to ask the Lord for that. He got a lot going on, baby. He's never overwhelmed. Oh, my God. Well, I didn't want to see some of you. You're so used to being strong. You've never had anybody you can lean on. And can I be honest with you? God gets offended when you come to him like he's some regular square that can't handle what your issue is. God says, I'm so big. I'm so magnificent. You got to be strong for everybody else. But when you come to God, just be my son. When you come to God, just be my daughter. And whatever your issues are, lay them at my feet. Whatever your challenges are, lay them at my feet. Whatever your boggle is, lay it at my feet. Whatever your situation is, lay it at my feet. Say, he can do everything at all times, all the time. How many of you wave at me in the building or online? You're the strong one. 
Everybody comes to you with their issues. Very rarely do people check on you unless they need something from you. You ready? God says, I can do everything all the time. And I'm not overwhelmed. I'm not overwhelmed by what overwhelms you. <laughs> I, I'm not overwhelmed by what overwhelms you. Why is this a good place to shout? I'm going to tell you why. Because if he can do everything all the time, that means my prayers, my requests, my decrees should make sure that they're commensurate to the level that my God is. Which means, I don't know why you're just praying about one thing. You should have everything that you got going on on that list. Because God says, you can't overwhelm me. You're not going to ask me for too much. But Lord, you know, Darlene them dealing with this. Jack and them dealing with this. Tyrone dealing with this. Shirley. I read this the other day. And they have all my church characters' names on the, on the school. On the little roster. Y'all know I make church characters. We got Darlene. And she was here Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Mm. Shirley was here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Tyrone. Jackie, and then Sally. Watch me. That's <laughs> my church characters. Say he can do everything all the time. Talk Wednesday. Say he can do everything all the time. Which means he can fix your finances and your family and your fitness and strengthen your faith and get your future together all at the same time. What if you had a lot going on? Right? Who, wait with me. Let me before I say. Who, who in the building? Who online? You just got a lot going on right now. You ready? Okay, you ready? You ready? So th this means your omni-active God is about to do a lot. Yeah. Wednesday, I don't like the way you responded to that. If you got a lot going on, God is like, yep. He's like, I'm ready. Because if you got a lot going on, that means I got a lot to come deal with. That means I got a lot to come fix. That means I got a lot to come change. Would you just fist bump somebody close to you and say, God's about to do a lot for you. Put a praise behind it when you say it. I and your phone's about to ring, and your name's about to be brought up, and favor's about to find you, and opportunity's about to open for you. Come on, say, he's omni-active. So watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me. This message is called, he's all that. We're just about done. Say, he's all that. Because, look at Job 36, 26. It says, God is great, and we know him not. The number of his years is unsearchable. Now, why are we starting with these lessons in summer school? Because if we can't get your understanding of God right, the rest of it doesn't mean anything. If you think your God is some impotent, weak weasel that doesn't have the ability to make anything happen because he's walking around hugging trees, eating granola snacks, then you will not understand the power of the God that we serve. He is not some wimp. He is not some lazy, he is not some jellyback. no, he's a conquering king. He's Alpha and Omega. He's beginning and the end. The Bible says he's the lion of the tribe of Judah, which means he's strong. He's Jehovah Sabaoth. That means he's a God that goes to war. Do you not know how much God is into you? He's so into you, he says, I'll go to war over you. I I will come visit people years later for what they did to you years ago. I will go to war over you. I wish you look at somebody and say, don't play with me, don't play with me, don't play with me. Because I got a God that will go to war for me. I got a God that will fight for me. I got a God that will shut down the mouth of my enemy. Hallelujah. Let's go to work. He says he is great and we cannot, the number of his years is unsearchable. Which means God has no beginning, God has no end. He just, he is. Which is why when Moses said, Lord, who are you? He says, I am. Before there was time, I am. In time, I am. After time, I am. 
It's I'm not the God who was. I am the God I am because I always am. You ready? Look at this. 1 Corinthians 1.21 says, God in his wisdom saw to, uh, saw to it that the world, listen to this, would never know him through human wisdom has used our foolish preaching to save those who believe. Everybody look at me. God cannot simply be intellectualized. And this is the challenge some people have is, is that when you talk about summer school, they want to be able to quantify God. They want to be able to put God in their little box. So, so, so this is him. He's in the box. The problem is, is that he's not in the box because the God we believe in can't be boxed in. The God we believe in, watch me, his days are unsearchable, which means where did he come from? He didn't come from anything. He's all sufficient. Well, well who made him God? Nobody had to make him God because he's, he's not a king that can be voted in. He's not a king that can be enthroned by you and I. He's a king all by himself. He's the all sufficient one. This is important to understand because for many people, they want to intellectualize God. Well, if God is real, why are these things happening in the earth? As if it's his fault for why your life is a mess. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. If God is real, why is he letting these things happen in the earth? I'll tell you why. Because Genesis 1.26 says, when he made us, his sons and daughters, in his image and his likeness, he says, let us make man in our image and our likeness and let them have dominion in the earth. Which means as it relates to the earth, God has given us authority in the earth. So anything I don't like in the earth, rather than blaming God for it, I need to look in the mirror and say, what am I supposed to do about it? There are many people that want to intellectualize God. And if they can't explain him according to their human wisdom, they don't believe in him. But you know what's crazy? Is they will get in an automobile and drive that, watch me, and not ask a million and one questions about how it works. They just have faith in who made it that whoever made it wasn't going to put them in it and it not work. So why in the world? Would we not use that same logic with a God that, watch me, if he put me in the earth, he sent me to the earth for the time that I would be needed most. And even if I don't understand everything, I don't have to understand everything. There are certain things that are above my pay grade. There are certain things that are bigger than me. And my only responsibility is to say, yes, Lord. Come on, Wednesday, we're almost done. Would you open up your mouth? Just give him a yes. Say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, 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 yes. Come on, tell him again. Say, yes, Lord. He says, says, God in his wisdom saw to it that the world would never know him through human wisdom. In other words, God says, you're never going to be able to intellectualize me. You're never going to be able to fit me in your little box of, well, this is what I believe, and this is what I believe, and this is what I believe. God says, that's offensive to me. You ever had somebody play you because they didn't know you? Like they played you like you was a cheeseburger when you was a whole Big Mac? Okay. Yeah, they, they played you like you was a single when you was a whole junior bacon cheeseburger. With a side of nuggets, listen. They, watch me. But it's offensive when you approach someone that is greater than the level of which you approach them to try to make them come down to the level. See, this is why some of you all, you say you're ready to be married, but you're not. Because you say you want a king, but you approach him like a boy. Y'all ain't going to talk to me? I ain't stunning you. You say you want a queen, but you approach her like a little girl, which means it's offensive to me for you to come at me like that when that's beneath the level that I am. I, I wish you'd look at somebody and say, he's a god, not a genie. He says, God, watch me. When he said he saw to it that the world would never know him through human wisdom. He has used our foolish preaching, our foolish preaching. God was like, this is crazy, right? 
I'm going to use imperfect people to preach about me a perfect God. It seems foolish. Why would I use humans to display my greatness? Why would I use something as foolish? This is foolish. It seems foolish to human wisdom. But God says this makes perfect sense to me. So watch Exodus 3 and 14. We're almost done. God says to Moses, Moses knew him as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In other words, I know you as my mama and them God. I know you as my daddy and them God. I know you as this is what we did when we were growing up. We went to church. I, I, he said, I, I don't, we don't know you like that. We know you based on what they told us about you, but we don't know you. And for everybody in this second half, you're going to know him like you've never known him before. You ain't just going to hear about it. You're going to see it for yourself. You're not just going to read that he's a mind regulator. He's going to keep you in such a way where you said, there's no way that I made it out of this except God did it. God said to Moses, I am who I am. That's a Hebrew phrase. A year, a share, a year. It means I will prove what and I will prove who I am. In other words, God says, I can show you better than I can tell you. Say so he can show me better than he can tell me. Because let's be honest, you are spiritual, but your neighbor, sometimes they're a little hard-headed. Just look at me, because I'm talking to your neighbor. You're, you can be told what it is and be like, I'm good. Your neighbor has to be shown what it is. And that's revelation for some of you. You keep trying to tell people, sometimes it's just better to show them. Y'all like us you keep trying to tell them, hey, you better get it together. Best thing to do, just show them. I told you, now you're going you're gonna to learn today, right? Ready? God says to Moses, I am who I am. I will prove what I am, and I will prove who I am. So throughout the scripture, we see certain names that were attributed to God based on his I amness, who he showed himself to be. And so the phraseology goes like this. He's Jehovah, and then one of these phrases. Jehovah means the Lord. Say the Lord. The Lord. Yahweh in Hebrew also means the Lord. Interestingly enough, since this is Wednesday night, the term Baal means the Lord. In fact, one of the phrases that I'm going to teach you tonight, David actually referred to our God as Baal, which um, if you're unlearned, you'll think he's talking about uh, a false God. But really, Baal is a title. It just means the Lord. All right? It just means the Lord. But more often than not, in Scripture, Baal refers to a false God, a false Lord. Uh, but Jehovah, say Jehovah. Jehovah. Uh, say Yahweh. So God says, there's some things that I've revealed myself to be. And I want to go over a few that you know, and then I'm going to give you two that you don't know, uh, three that you don't know nothing about. You don't know Nan. I'm going to give you these three. You ready? Now let's go. Here's the first one. Jehovah Maka. Say Maka. This means the God who strikes. You ready? Ezekiel 7 and 9 says, I am the Lord who what? Strikes. What does this mean? God says, when I need to tap your tail. Everybody in here knows. Every parent makes some noise. You have some kids you can talk to. You have some kids, all you have to do is say this. You have other kids that don't respond to verbal commands. They only respond to maca. Whatever that is. <laughs> they don't need that. You know what I'm saying? Whatever that is, according to your local, state, and federal laws. Watch me. But not only does it mean, here's, here's what's about that. God says, I know what it takes to get you where I need you to go. So I will mock you. You ready? 
<laughs> just go, cause I listen, cause I already know if I if I do what I've just visualized, I so just to alleviate. Okay, God says I know how to tap your tail to get you right where it is that I want you to be, and you wouldn't listen until you hurt. So I know how to maca. <laughs> Let me say it another way. I know how to maca you move. Because for some of y'all, watch me, you don't move unless you're in pain. You don't listen unless you're in pain. You don't respond unless you're in pain. So I know what to do. You ready? I knew exactly who to make act crazy with you to make you do right by me. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me today. Is there anybody in this building or online? Well, watch me. There were certain things with other people that when it happened, it became a trigger that mocked you. Y'all not saying nothing. It got me in the right place at the right time. It got me back in church. It got me worshiping. It got me giving. You saw what they went through, and you were like, listen, I ain't going to be doing this no more because they going through this. That's enough for me. Say, he's Jehovah Maka. But in addition to that, he's the Lord who strikes your enemies. God says, I know exactly how to get them. This is why you never have to clap back. You better hear me. I have seen this happen more times than, than, than I can count. He says, I will let them think they got away with what they got away with. I will let them think that they could treat my children any kind of way. And then all of a sudden, Jehovah Maka shows up like, you remember what you did to my son, right? You remember what you did to my daughter, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to need you to go on, turn around, because it's about to be some maca up in this house, y'all. It's, it's about to be some maca in your life, and this is why you need to be grateful. Watch me. Don't you clap back, and I just heard the Lord say, and don't block them either. Why don't you need to block them? Because God says, I'm going to let you see what I do to them because I'm about to mock somebody. In this second half, God is about to mock every enemy that's opposed you. He's about to mock every hater, every Judas that's come against you. Lift your hands, worship God for five seconds. Go five, four, three, two, Shamaka. Number two, number two. He's Jehovah Hosinu. Say it with me. Say Hosinu. Hosinu. <laughs> okay. Hosinu. Listen. Here's what it means. Here's what it means. He's your maker. Psalm 95, 6. The Lord. What does the Lord mean? Jehovah. That's English. What is it in Hebrew? Yahweh. What does it mean? The Lord, our maker. Look at me. God says, I'm making you. Not only did I make you, Jeremiah chapter 1, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you, I formed you. But, but watch me, God says, I'm constantly making you, which means I'm always making you into something. I just don't tell you what I'm making you into. It's quiet in the building. I'm always making you into something. I just don't tell you what I'm making you into. I'm going to say it again. I'm always making you into something. I just don't always tell you what I'm making you into. In other words, God says, I'm Jehovah who seen you and I seen you better in your future than you look right now. Here's why you should shout. Whatever you're going through in the first half, that's him getting you prepared and made for the second half. What if I told you who seen you got you ready for your second half? Would you open your mouth and worship God for five seconds right there? Go five. Four. Three. Two. 
And tell the Lord, say, God, I'm, I'm okay with what you're making me into. I'm good with it. Make me into what you want me to be. Form me into who what you want me to be. Let me be everything you've created and ordained for me to be. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. Look at somebody say, I hope you're good with it too. Tell them. Wrong neighbor. We got to work on this neighbor situation. When you say something like that, they should respond in the affirmative with a praise. Look at them again and say, you need to be okay with what he's making you. Jesus Christ. You ready? L listen, listen, listen. Everybody listen. Everybody listen. Everybody listen. Um, for some of you, here's your challenge. Is that because he doesn't tell you what he's making you into, you fight the making process. So whenever something don't go your way, you hot as a firecracker. Whenever things don't happen the way you want them to happen, you're like, I'm sick of this. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. And God says, listen, I'm hosting you, not you. Which, which, means, which means I get to make you into what I want to make you into. And all I need you to give me is a yes. Because the more resistance you give me, the, the longer this is going to take. I don't know who needs to hear this. You've been trying to fight to preserve who you were. And God says, this is the fight you've been in. It's not been the enemy that's been fighting you. It has been the fight that you've been having with yourself. Because you just won't tell him yes and let him make you into who he wants you to be. Well, Bishop, I, this is how I've always been. Would you look at me? Why did you get saved if all you're going to do is still be the same person you were before? God's not interested in who you were. He's making you into something new. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, he's making me into something new. He's... Okay, let's go to the next one. He's Jehovah Sid Canoe. The T is silent. Do not say to Sid Canoe. The T is silent. He's Jehovah Sid Canoe. He's our righteousness. The Lord our righteousness. Which means God says, um, I made you in right standing with me. So I don't care who says that I don't love you. I'm your Sid Canoe. I don't care who says that you messed up too big. I'm your Sid Canoe. I don't care who says that I can't use you. I can use anybody and anything that I want to use when I want to use them, how I want to use them, because I am your Sid Canoe. Say, so he is my righteousness, which means he makes us in right standing with him. So the Bible says, all I got to do is confess my sin, and he is faithful and just to forgive me. Stop beating yourself up. Stop kicking yourself when you're down, because he is your Sid canoe. All right, here's the next one. You know this one. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. Genesis 22, 14. And Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide. Uh, which means Jireh is not just a name in God. It's a place in God. When people get to the right places, the place will produce for them. Look at me. For some of you, here's your challenge. Is the enemy wants to get, keep you out of place. Because when you're out of place, you never meet Jireh. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. If you're out of place, you never meet Jaira. Okay, okay, okay. So if he can keep you out of the proper place at the proper time, you never experience him as Jaira. This is why whenever there's resistance, you need to say, why is this thing resisting me? Why is this thing resisting me? Because evidently, if I get into the right place, 
at the right time, I'm going to see Jaira provide for me. And in this second half, you're going to be in the right place at the right time with the right people, and you're going to meet Jaira. What does this mean? He's about to provide for you in ways you've never seen. What if I told you one contract was going to be worth more than your entire last year's salary? Come on, Wednesday. Open your mouth and say, I'm about to meet Jaira. Oh, yeah, and he's going to provide for you exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think. Now, let me give you these last three. Let me give you these last three, and we're out of here. Um, um, these last three are not very familiar. He's Jehovah Rofika. Rofika. Come on, say it Wednesday. When I say say it, that means everybody in this building, open your mouth and say it. Okay? He's Jehovah. Rofika. Thank you, left side. All right, we got to be together. We have to have unity. All right, all right, let's get this. Exodus 15, 26. I am the Lord who rofikas you, who heals you. I like rofika because if you just break the word down in hood etymology, God's like, I'm the Lord that's going to go rofika fix you. I'm the God that's going to fix you. And not just physically. I'm the God that's going to heal your soul, your mind, your thoughts, your will, your emotions. Now everybody look at me. Healing might show up in a multitude of ways. But God says, don't get it twisted. I'm the source. Y'all not saying that to me. Healing might show up through therapy, but God says, don't get it twisted. I'm the source. Healing might show up through conversation, but don't get it twisted. I'm the source. Healing might show up through a detox, but don't get it twisted. I am your source. For every person where you know you need some healing, whether it's in your body or in your soul, your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions, lift your hands and worship Jehovah Rofika, the God that heals you. Come on. He's the God that heals you. He heals hurt, he heals pain, he heals bitterness, he heals rejection, he heals abandonment. Come on Wednesday, say, he is my healer. Say it again, say, he is my healer. Uh -uh, you don't know who in the building needs some healing. You don't know who online needs some healing. I need you to just grab somebody's shoulder and say, I speak Rofika over you. Come on. Now praise God like it's done for them. I said, praise God like it's done for them. Come on, online, tag somebody. Praise God like it's done for them. Come on, Wednesday, go to a second person. Tag them on the shoulder. Say, I speak Rofika over your life. And put a praise in the atmosphere for them. Wherever you need it, God's going to send it. Wherever you need it, God's going to send it. Wherever you need it, God's going to send it. Wherever you need it, God's going to send it. Wherever you need it, God's going to send it. One more person. Get a third person. Touch them on the shoulder, please, and say, I speak Rofika now in your life. And we send it on YouTube, and we send it on Facebook, and we send it on the app, and we send it on the website. Say, he is our healer. Last two, last two, last two, last two, last two, last two. Say, last two. He is Jehovah. 
Gamaliel. You ain't heard this one, so don't act like you know it. Note takers, write it down. You don't know this. You ain't never heard this. You ain't heard this. This one ain't even in Bible college. This is special edition stuff. You ready? You ready? You ready? You ready? I'm, I'm taking you. Come on, let's go. Ready? Here's what this means. Say Jehovah. Gamelia. Here's what it means. It has dual meaning of rewards and recompense. Watch me. Notice it says rewards. Like how we used to say Montgomery wards. Add letters to it. <laughs> Take me to <laughs> Take me to <laughs> Montgomery wards. Add letters. Okay? Rewards. Say rewards. Say dual meaning. Okay, so look at Jeremiah 51, 56. God the rewarder, Lord Jehovah shall certainly reward them. Everybody look at me. Here's dual meaning. The first meaning of reward is the natural way we think of it. We think of, I pass the test, I get a, I go through the trial, I get a, I overcame the challenge, I get a, he is my rewarder. But here's the secondary dual meaning of the word Gamaliel. It means I will repay according to anyone's actions. Which means God says, I'm going to reward your hater. You ready? And not with something good. Okay, let's talk over here. I'm going to reward who came against you. But it ain't going to be with something that they won't. Okay, let's try. I'm going to try y'all one more time. I'm going to reward the people that said you never be nothing, never go nowhere, nothing. God, God says, I'm going to reward them, but it's not going to be what they were looking for because they're about to see you do well. They're about to see you prosper. About you ready? Jesus. Watch me. Look at 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 me. Say dual meaning. Say it. Say dual meaning. So God says, I'm going to reward you. you. You pass the test, you get a reward. You overcome a challenge, you get a reward. But duly, I'm going to be the God. I'm going to be the God um, that rewards those, even in a negative way, for what they have done. You ready? But then here's the next part. Recompense. Say recompense. Recompense is when God pays you back for painful experiences that you've had. See, vengeance is when God gets them. And I'm just going to be honest. I'm just going to be honest. How many can be honest that at some point in your life you've been vengeful at some point in your life? Okay. Some of y'all lying because you're vengeful now. Vengeance simply says, Lord, you're going to let them get away with that. Lord, you're going to just let them do that and not... Lord, Lord, let them break a toe or something. Lord, just... Lord, let their house flood. Let something... Lord, let... Lord, let they dry and not work when they clothes are all wet. Something like, come on, God, do something. I see. So vengeance is when God deals with the offender. You ready? But recompense is when God pays you back for what was done to you. So what if I told you in this second half, say second half, in this second half, you're about to get your recompense. Okay, there's only six of us that's excited about that. Which means, I prophesy everything you've been through in your entire life, that God would condense the recompense period from July until December 31, 2023. 
and that you would see recompense manifest quickly for you. Whatever's been done, somebody say, it's payback time. Say it again, say, it's payback time. Everybody stand, everybody stand, everybody stand. Everybody stand, everybody stand in the building and the line, everybody stand. Here's the last one, here's the last one. He's Jehovah Perazim. This is where David actually called him Baal Perazim. But uh, Baal is just a title, so it's just a title. All right, now, this, this, is, this is the one that shouts me the most. Say why, Bishop? Because it's what you and I are about to experience. It's what you and I are about to experience. Look at 2 Samuel 5 and 20. Say, say he's the God of my breakthrough. All right, I tried over here. Let's try over here. Say, he's the God of my breakthrough. All right, let's come back over here. Say, he's the God of my breakthrough. Let's try everybody in the building and the line. Say, he's the God of my breakthrough. So look at 2 Samuel 5.20. Look at 2 Samuel 5.20. Listen to this. If you don't shout Wednesday, if you don't shout Wednesday, if you don't shout Wednesday. Now, all of these titles apply, but they apply to this. Let's just make sure we're clear. We're to jump back and jaywalk back to Hosea 4 and 7. It says, the more they multiplied in numbers and increased in power, the more they sinned against me. I'll change their glory into shame. So here's our prayer before we get to this breakthrough. Say, God, you can trust me with success. You can trust me with increase. I will remain faithful in my time. Say, that's church attendance. I remain faithful in my talent that's serving in church. I will remain faithful in my thirst. That's prayer, praise, and worship. I will remain faithful with my treasure. That's faithful giving. And I will remain faithful in my testimony. That's inviting people to the Lord and inviting people to church. Say, lock that in me, God. Say, lock that in me, God. And when that's locked in me, I'll see Jehovah Maka. I'll see Jehovah Hosinu. I'll see Jehovah Sidkenu. I'll see Jehovah Jireh. I'll see Jehovah Rofika. I'll see Jehovah Gamelia. And the biggest one I'm looking forward to, I'll see Jehovah Perizim. The Lord of my breakthrough. Now look at me, look at me, look at me. What is breakthrough? Breakthrough, breakthrough is this. I've been, I've been trying this for a long time. I've been trying this for a long time. What I want is in here. What, what I want, it's, it's in here. I'm not even confused about what I want. I'm not even confused about where it is. I just can't get to it. <laughs> I just can't get to it. And for some of you, is there anybody in this building online besides me? Well, there are certain areas where it's quick victory. Certain areas, you pray on Monday, it's done Monday night. You sow on Sunday, you got it back Monday morning. 
you, you fast forward on Wednesday, you got it on Thursday. But there are other areas that are, watch me, that they are resistant. Mm. Come on, Wednesday. There are other areas where they are resistant. And I need you to hear me. That's why you need breakthrough. Breakthrough means I've been trying. See, and there's a little bit of an opening, but it won't break through for me. I see a little bit of light, but it's not enough light for me to go forward. And for some of you, this is how your life is felt. It's like, God, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm fasting, I'm praying, I'm sowing, I'm forgiving people I was determined to hate. I'm not living right. I ain't out there sleeping with Lottie Dottie and everybody. I'm not God. I'm trying. Is there anybody in this building and online where you say, God, I've been giving my best to certain areas, but I am not seeing those areas produce. I need you to open up your mouth and say, but breakthrough's about to hit you. Uh-uh, Wednesday, I need you to say that thing with authority. Say, but breakthrough's about to hit me. So, so I want you to look at the scripture, 2 Samuel 5 and 20. It says, David attacked the Philistines and defeated them. Look at me, say David. Okay, pay attention to your Bible. David, now I want you to put your name right there. All right, say, say, say your name. Attack the Philistines. Now, what is the Philistines? The Philistines were a persistent enemy of God's people. Every time they got a problem, normally it's coming from these marks. And if you're honest, there are certain areas of your life that normally the origin of your problems come from. All of your stress normally comes from one area. All of your issues normally come from just a couple of areas. It says, and David attacked the Philistines, you ready? And defeated them. Now... Now, now, look at me. Why is this significant? Say, why, Bishop? Because, watch me, the Philistines were a persistent enemy of God's people. They were a persistent enemy of David. You do know that Goliath was a champion and a giant for the Philistines. You do know that Samson fought the Philistines. You do know over and over again the Philistines keep showing up because their name in Hebrew means invaders. Mm. These are things that are outside of your life that invade your life to try to impede your life. But in this second half, Wednesday, I'm not playing with you. I need you to get everything God has for you tonight as it relates to this area because you're about to see it manifest. Say, breakthrough's coming. Breakthrough's coming. Say it again. Say, breakthrough's coming. David attacked the Philistines and defeated them. Look at me. Then he said, I watched the Lord break through my enemies like a mighty flood. No, no, no. You're not listening. 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 Who attacked them? David. But what does David say happened? The Lord did it. Look at me. That wasn't me. Oh, my God. That wasn't me. He says, the Lord broke through my enemies like a mighty flood. In other words, David was like, I showed up doing what I've always done, and all, I was expecting not for it to work, but then all of a sudden, something just broke. I don't like your shout. I don't like your response. Can I get you to open up your mouth and say, breakthrough's coming. Say, breakthrough's coming. Lift your hand and say, come into my life in the second half. Watch me. He said, and he came through them like a mighty flood. Which means these marks leave me right there. These marks, thank you, though, they're lined up against me. 
It's like a line. You ever woke up one day and just felt like you had a line of issues that were getting? He like, watch me, this issue, he's like, all these issues lined up. He says, but the Lord broke through like a mighty flood. Which means, which means I didn't even have to engage because breakthrough ensured that they weren't ever able to respond. You're not listening. If a flood came, that means they couldn't get their footing anymore. If a flood came, that meant that they couldn't get their weapons ready anymore. And for some of you, you're about to see Jehovah Perizim. Here's the biggest shout, and then we got to go Wednesday. Here's the biggest shout of the night. David said this, I watched the Lord. Which means in this second half, I'm not the only one. I just need some radical people. I don't need a whole lot of y'all. But if there's five of y'all in this building, run to this altar. If there's five of y'all at home, run up to your TV screen. And I need you to shout, breakthrough's coming in the second half. Now release a praise for it right there. Right there. Right there. Right there. Right there. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. Come on in the app. Come on in the website. Breakthrough coming. Breakthrough coming. Breakthrough coming. Breakthrough coming. Breakthrough coming. Breakthrough coming. And I'm going to see it with my own eyes. I'm going to see it with my own eyes. Lift your hands in the building. Lift your hands in the building. Put your hands in the building. It's about to open for you. It's about to open for you. I know it's about to open for me. I know it. I, I know it just as much as I know I'm bald headed and black. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Here's the craziest part about breakthrough. Say, say, what is it, Bishop? Lift your hands in the middle. Say, what is it, Bishop? You had to watch them line up. You have to watch them take positions against you. If it took a flood to take them out, it means it was a flood of them. Was it means it was a whole lot of mess happening at one time. A whole lot of stuff happening at one time. Come on, lift your hands in the building. Go I'm so glad you didn't let their, their line up. Shut you up, shut you down, stop you, block you, frustrate you. If it took a flood to take them down, it meant it was so much that was determined to take you down. Take your self-esteem, take your money, take your faith, take your finance, take your belief. The toughest part of breakthrough is I got to let it line up. And I got to watch it. And I got to see it all happening at one time. And then I have to watch Perazim. And just like you watched it line up against you, say, I'm going to watch it be knocked down. Say, I will see breakthrough with my own eyes. Can you just take 30 seconds in this building and the line and worship Jehovah Perizim? In this building, end line. We're done. In this building, end line. Can you open your mouth and worship Jehovah Parisim? Come on, open your mouth Wednesday.
He's the God of breakthrough. You watch the deck be stacked against you, and now the deck's going to be knocked down. You watch people walk out on you. Now God says, I'm going to send seven replacements for every person that walked out. Seven replacements for every person that abandoned their post. Seven replacements. Come on, Wednesday. Go up with me for a moment. Go up with me for a moment. You watch family stuff line up against you, but you're about to watch Jehovah Perizim break through. You're about to watch him break through. You're about to watch him break through. You're about to watch him break through. In Jesus' name. If you're in this building or you're online and you need to become a Christian, tonight's your night. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to, with, to him, tonight's your night to come back to him. Thirdly, if you're like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand with the Lord, but I want to be sure. Wherever you're at, in this building or online, in the building, you're going to slip your hand up. Online, you're going to type, it's me in the comments, or do the hand with the emoji. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. The first breakthrough you got to have is in you. And if that's you tonight, you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. On three, slip that hand up in the building, do the hand with emoji, say it's me online. One, two, three. If that's you, respond now. Church, we celebrate when people come to the Lord around here. Everybody, pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth, and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, give me the grace to get right back up again. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, guys, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord, take your phone out, text the word HARVEST to 55498 or scan the QR code on the screen. Those of you at the altar, you can make your way back to your seat, get your communion elements. Some of you, you're already saved, but you need a shepherd. And you, maybe you're in Denver, maybe you're in Atlanta. You can be anywhere. Harvest, we are hybrid church. There are more people. If everybody connected to Harvest showed up at one time, there's no building we could fit them in um, in this immediate area. It's amazing to me to see the lives that are being reached, the lives that are being changed. And God is good to us. God is good to us. And so uh, if you'd like to be a part of the family, the Bible says he gives you shepherds after his own heart. It's not about a church in terms of the name. It's not about a people. People come, people go. God doesn't call you to them. Never let somebody you're not called to interrupt who you are called to. That's a word. I was having this discussion today with a pastor, and uh, we were talking about that, and he was asking, he said, why do people do that? I said, well, I don't know. I said, but I, I don't understand that thinking. I said, once I understood the voice I was assigned to, that's the end of the discussion. I said, I don't care. I don't care what his people do. They ain't got nothing to do with him. I said, I don't care what his team does. I ain't got nothing to do with him. I said, I know the voice I'm assigned to. I said, so all the rest of it don't mean, it means absolutely nothing to me. And I don't need 40 voices to validate the voice that I've seen work. I know who I'm assigned to. So Jeremiah 3 says, I give you shepherds after my own heart. And so if I'm your shepherd, you can be anywhere across America, around the world. For those of you that are on my pop-ups, you get to see all the different countries and places that people 
are connected to, all the different states. And you don't, the real magic of it is in the replays. It's not in the lives, it's in the replays of seeing all the different places that people are from. But if I'm your separate, we'd love for you to connect. Scan the QR code or text Harvest to 55498. Listen, guys, get your communion elements. When you came in, they were in your seat. If you need elements, just slip your hand up, and the ambassadors will be delighted to serve you. Peel that first layer back. On the night Jesus was betrayed, he held up bread and said, this is my body, which is broken for you. We do the invitation to Christ first because you can't receive. Communion is reserved for believers. It's not a snack. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. It's not a snack. Now, when I was a kid, I didn't know that. So I was a kid. I thought, oh, it's snack Sunday. <laughs> I'm not the only one. Don't y'all judge me. That was a judgmental laugh. Um, but this is reserved for believers. Bible says don't play with this. First Corinthians, Paul says, because of your casual nature in handling communion, he says, this is the reason many of you sleep. Sleep there means die. Because Christians don't really die, we sleep. The gift of God is what? Eternal life. So to exit the earth means you take a, your body's taking a nap. Your spirit lives forever. But the wages of sin? Death. Got it? Father, as a bishop in your church, transform these elements to your blood and body. We receive now thanking you for your sacrifice for us. In Jesus' name, you can eat the bread. For my online family, you see the QR code. You can get communion elements. It costs you absolutely nothing. You just got to pay for shipping. Which in today's shipping costs, $10,486. million. <laughs> Some stuff costs more to ship than the product costs. We need to start us a shipping company. <laughs> Pull that next layer back. Just lift it up in the building and online. On the night Jesus was betrayed, he held up a glass or a chalice, excuse me, something similar to what's in my hand. He held it up knowing that he was about to go through the worst experience of his life because he's omniscient. He held it up knowing that he was going to be betrayed by who he helped most. He held it up knowing that he was about to go through pain and agony. And when he weighed that against his love for us, he said, it's worth it. We owe him our lives, Wednesday. We owe him our lives, Wednesday. Say, he loves me. Say it, say it like you mean it. Say, he loves me, and he loves me unconditionally. He's not waiting on you to be something until he loves you. He's not waiting on you to stop something until he loves you. He's not waiting on you to become something until he loves you. He saw you polluted in your own blood. And he said, but that's my son, but that's my daughter. Father, we drink now, thanking you that your blood washes us. We are cleansed, brand new, fresh start. New beginning over the second half. In Jesus' name, you can receive the juice. You can pass your elements to the end. And the ambassadors will be happy to get those from you. It's the end of your row. They'll come get that. Did y'all get some out of this word tonight? I said, did y'all get some out of this word tonight? Awesome. Listen, if you came in late, you weren't able to give, I want you to get that ready. If you're going to sow the silver, man, I want you to get your seed ready. What is the seed tonight, Bishop? Um, since May of 2022, uh, the Lord said, <clears throat> every prayer, every experience I want for you to get 
and challenge the people of Harvest to sow. And when they sow, I'm going to begin to release wealth into the hands of the people of Harvest. And somebody said, he's been doing it. He's absolutely been doing that. And so that's why we do it. It's, with the, the, it's a direct instruction from the Lord. Prior to May of 2022, I rarely ever did that. But as of May 22, I obeyed the instruction. And that's why every week we're seeing new six and seven figure earners created in our church. That's why every week we're seeing people who are creating programs to solve issues in the community. Because we realize we're people, we're blessed to do what? Be a blessing. Well, why are the people of Harvest blessed? Because we are those that faithfully give. Here's our seed tonight. We're going to call this our breakthrough seed, and it's going to be right there from 2 Samuel 5 and 20. So two seeds. You can do 52. That's what I'm sowing. Or you can do 20. Two seeds, 52 or 20. I'm going to push as many of you can. Do the 52 with me. And this is our breakthrough seed. There are several areas where I'm expecting breakthrough. I guess I'm the only one. Can y'all not hear me or y'all just ain't saying nothing? You can hear me? Okay. Y'all know, y'all got to talk to me. This is not Harvest Presbyterian Church. This is not Harvest Cathedral. Harvest Catholic Church. Actually, it is a cathedral because I'm a bishop and wherever the bishop is, is appropriate. So let me scratch that. This is not Harvest Catholic Worship Center. (laughs) This is not Harvest Baptist Church. Y'all ain't finna sit on me and cross your legs. (laughs) And of course, we love everybody. Y'all know I'm joking when I sell that. Whatever your background is, we love you. That's what I love about Harvest. We're every background, every race, every church background. For many of you, this is your first church. You don't know, this is what you know. And that's a great blessing. Because that means you didn't have to be untaught. The most difficult teaching is to unteach. Um, but we have people who come from Catholic backgrounds, people who come from Presbyterian backgrounds, people who come from Jehovah's Witness backgrounds, people who come from Muslim backgrounds, people who come from the hood, people who come from the suburbs, people with PhDs, people with GEDs, people tatted up from head to toe, people with no tattoos, people with gold teeth, platinum teeth, people with no teeth, people with teeth from Brazil. Listen, everything that you need, we got. I love you, Wednesday. 52 or 20, 52 or 20. This is your breakthrough seed. How can you give it? You can use Cash App, dollar sign, Bishop Former with the number two. You can use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. All of that's available. You can use um, the email for that is hello at harvestchurch.church. You can also, of course, use scan the QR code that's on the screen or use text to give. That's the way I use. I just gave my seed. You can use text to give. Text them out to 84321. Tap the link when you see the harvest v when you enter harvest church that's where you want to be if it don't have our v that's the wrong harvest don't go there if you don't see the v you need to flee lift your giving to the lord in the building in the line all of you expecting breakthrough say and i expect it oh y'all say like i am right there saying i expect it what if god just wanted to hold it into the second half just to see if you'd last What if he said, I just want to see if you're going to punk out like everybody else in your bloodline does. Or if you're going to last. Father, we sow tonight in expectation that you are the God of breakthrough. You are Jehovah Parism. And tonight we sow this seed tonight believing 
that we're going to see breakthrough manifest. Can you begin to say whatever areas you want to see breakthrough manifest in your life? Can you begin to open your mouth and release those areas? Is it in your business, your family, your children, your mind, your mind? Is it in your career? Whatever it is, in the building and online, come on, y'all, just release it. What's the area you want to see breakthrough in? Whatever it is, it's not too much. It's not too much. So don't say, well, I can't pray for this. I can't pray for this. Yes, you can. It's not too much. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. Come on, in the app and the website. Come on, Twitch. Come on, Twitter. It's not too much. Saying, I will see breakthrough. Manifest for me. In Jesus' name. Eight to the men. The baskets are passing here at Grape Street. If you need to hop off of the stream to give, you can do that, or you can scan the QR code. Let's do it together, everybody. Love God, love people, and love life. I'll see you Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498. We'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.